You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Something that's coming up with the big Pluto in Aquarius transit that's going to last for the next 20 years is artificial intelligence, AI, chat GPT. I have never personally used chat GPT. It took me up until like the last three months to understand exactly what it is and what artificial intelligence is. But this is what, hear me out. This is where my mind goes with it. What's the fucking point? I mean, is AI like the Alexa that you can call out to that helps you keep up with your grocery list and organize things? Like, okay, I, I guess I can see the benefits of that. But also, God, it was just in 2013 when I had a little magnet list on my fridge that I would oh, gasp, handwrite things I needed from the store. And I would, oh, whoa, take the piece of paper with me as I went to the store and bought my groceries. But Maybe that's just me, my Taurus rising, being old school, wanting things to stay the same. But I truly don't understand. And it makes me scratch my head to imagine how much money is being invested and studied in into this stuff. Why is it such a big deal? I look at it as a way to rob us of feeling. Um, I've talked to retired teachers, retired college professors, and just asked them like, hey, are your students, like the teenagers, the young 20-somethings, are they using chat GPT? And they've all said yes, and it's a very big problem. And it's just so sad to imagine that you could go on chat GPT or use AI to, first of all, alter your image. We won't even go there. But to also, now you can write a book. JL was showing me chat GPT a while ago, months ago, he was like, look, I'll type into it. How do I become an astrologer? Astrologer, And I just watched it calculate and give you the steps. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Whoa. Now, even if you were to follow those steps, you can't replace the soul that some astrologers give into their readings and their interpretations of the constellations in the sky. No matter what, that cannot be replaced. But when people use it, as these teachers and professors have professed, have told me, to write papers, to write books, when people use it to draft emails, to create master classes, that's not their actual real words. It's just kind of frightening. And not only does it come with teaching people to cut corners and take shortcuts, like I understand, and trust me, I use all the luxuries and things that make life easier and more seamless because there's so many things to juggle. I don't know how we would without technology. So I do tip my hat to it and love it. But there is the part of me that questions why. Why is so it, it's going to teach us to be so lazy. Have you guys ever seen that movie Wally? Where people, all of us are just chair bound and we've got soda in our IV and we're just floating around and if we want to go to the beach, we just click a remote and some hologram of a palm tree and water appears before us. And then when we get bored and want to go to the mountains, we just switch channels, but we never have to get out of our chairs. <laughs> we laugh at that movie, but is it too far off? I don't know. What 
artificial intelligence and technology seems to be robbing us of is feelings, empathy. And that is cancer season. So hey everybody, welcome to Lightworkers Lounge, the episode all about cancer. I'm your host, Stephanie Powers, and a friendly reminder to please share the show, leave a review wherever you're listening to it, and if you would like to get a personal reading with me to look at where cancer rules in your chart, where you may be underwater in the fields, or where you can use your feelings to really go to your advantage, book a reading with me at www.lightworkers-lounge.com and click on birth chart readings. So, happy summer solstice to everyone in the Northern Hemisphere and happy winter solstice to all of my listeners down in the Southern Hemisphere. Regardless of where you are at on the globe, you're either experiencing the longest day of the year or the shortest day of the year. And so... Each of these seasons, summer and winter, they're really harsh. They're really intense, right? I think that's why so many of us favor spring and fall because they're gentle transitions into the harsh seasons. In summer, you got to get ready for blistering heat. Animals kind of take cover. This heat can sometimes ruin crop, which messes with our food system. And then, of course, in winter, you have to take shelter. Um, animals hide in their dens to protect themselves and stay warm and things don't grow. So food isn't plentiful. You just hope that the harvest from the fall is enough to get you through. They're really harsh seasons. So we just left Gemini season, which is all cerebral. Gemini is bridging heaven to earth through our mind. If you used the season to your advantage, you spoke your truth, you spoke up, you listened to other people's viewpoints, you wrote something, you wrote in your journal, you just really pulled what was in your crown chakra down into your throat chakra, the Gemini symbol. So that was a good time to process, write, teach, learn all the mind intellectual things. Now with cancer season, remember, we always do the opposite of what our neighbor does. If we were just spending 30 days in the head, the next 30 days are going to be spent in our heart. It's no coincidence that cancer season starts on the solstice. If you are in the Southern Hemisphere and it's winter, you've got the wintertime blues. You're really going within. It is dark. It is the shortest day of the year. It's a time to go within and process all of the emotions that you may have swept under the rug during the busy fall season. If you're listening to this in the Northern Hemisphere and it's the first day of summer, let's just say there's a reason why Lana Del Rey wrote a song called Summertime Sadness. It's not uncommon to hear people experience depression or deep emotions in the summer. You know, summer is usually time to explore, to have fun. It's the longest day of the year. So if the light is shining something on your feelings that you can't stand to see, that you're like, oh, I can't, I can't handle it. I can't face it. I don't want it to be real. Summer can be triggering. So it is no coincidence That cancer season runs from June 21st to July 22nd. Cancer, it's a cardinal water sign. When I say cardinal, I mean it is a leader. It is the first. All of my cardinal signs, Cancer, Capricorn, Libra, Aries, these are all the signs that kick off the beginning of new season. Libra kicks off fall. 
Aries kicks off spring, Cancer kicks off summer, and Capricorn kicks off winter. That's for us in the Northern Hemisphere. It's so hard to like process my mind to jump from Northern to Southern Hemisphere. So I hope you guys, all of my Australian listeners, there's a lot of you, I hope you guys forgive me for just being biased to the Northern right now. So it's a cardinal water sign. Water signs worldwide. Emotions, feeling, psychic, intuition. The three water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. These are the the feels cousins, the people who like to process emotions or absolutely can't stand that they have the ability to feel such deep emotions and not turn them off. Now, Cancer sticks out in these three because it has the ability to feel everything. I know Cancer is ruled by a crab, but when I visualize Cancer, I visualize a rainbow spectrum, like a circle of all the different colors because Cancer came here to feel the whole spectrum of emotions. When a cancer is in love, there is no dopamine high like it. When a cancer feels attacked and sad and fearful, it is a pit of hell that all of them listening to this could agree and feel so seen when I say this that a lot of people don't even go to in this lifetime. So they feel every emotion on a higher octave, which is why having cancer strong in your chart is both a blessing and a curse. And again, there's no such thing as bad placement in astrology. Do not do not think that. But in a day and age where there are there's so much overstimulation, there's so many emotions that we go through. In fact, today I was doing my scrolling. God, it's so embarrassing to even say that. But guys, it's just what we do, right? I was scrolling and I saw a reel pop up that was funny at first. And then at the end, I was like, it's funny till it's not. It was a girl, a comedian. She was showing what it looks like when you're just doom scrolling, right? And you're sitting on the toilet or when you're standing in line somewhere, you're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And she went from seeing a cute puppy video and was like, oh, that's so cute. And then she swipes. And the next video is about how the world financial crisis is going to send everybody eating crickets. And she was like, oh, shit, God. Oh, geez. And then the next video was someone getting engaged or announcing they just had a baby. And she was like, oh. That's so sweet. And then the next video is someone announcing they just lost someone to suicide or something terrible. And she's like, wow, oh my gosh. And so it kept going where she's laughing, crying, laughing, crying, happy, sad, happy, sad. And then within the time span of like two minutes, she puts her phone down and says, I'm exhausted. So it was funny because she was being, you know, exaggerating and goofy with it. But when you think about it, it's not because... That is what we do. I have strategically, if you follow me on social media, you'll see I frequently go through my followers list and do a cleanup, especially on Lightworkers Lounge. Um, And even though now on Lightworkers Lounge, the only accounts I follow are our trio of Cosmic Coconut, LL, and my personal one, I still get suggested posts. And so even if you follow nobody, zero, you're still going to get suggested posts and have that overstimulation of happy, sad, mad, angry, triggered, happy, joyful, supportive, woo. And it's a lot. And so I think of my Cancerian brothers and sisters and I'm like, how do you guys function on social media? in this day and age. So cancer is a cardinal water sign. They are the leader cardinal of emotions water. You know, 
they're ruled by the moon. Let's get that off the table. Cancer is ruled by the moon, right? And you guys know, even for the people that don't necessarily believe in astrology, even though it's not something you believe, astrology is something you experience. I always ask people, hey, if you're a nurse and you work in an emergency room, what are your shifts like during a full moon? Oh, they're crazy. We get the wildest calls, the craziest patients. Oh, you do. Okay. <laughs> Ask a police officer, what is your shift like when it's a full moon? And they'll probably roll their eyes and scratch their head. Ask a teacher, hey, what's your classroom like during a full moon, leading up to a full moon especially? And they're probably like, the kids are insane. <laughs> We Nobody can deny both the beauty, the pull over on the side of the road and take a picture of the moon rising over the horizon beauty, but also the emotional effect of the moon. The moon pulls the tides, and this is how it's directly related to cancers and cancer season is because you see the tides, they look so beautiful in and out and in and out. But what is underneath that is a whole world of sea creatures, of tides and currents and coral and fish and <laughs> insects and bacteria. There's so many things underneath of that beautiful ebb and flow of the tides. And this reminds me of cancer season because in order for us to really be in control of our emotions and not overreact, you know, one of my favorite quotes to give my Cancerian clients is, if you're hysterical, it's historical. If you're hysterical, it's historical because especially people ruled by the moon, cancer placements, they get hysterical very easily as they should. It's not easy to control emotions. And these poor guys came here to master the art of feeling extremely deeply, but not letting that erode their relationships in their life. Right? So, that's what I always remind people who are ruled by the moon. Check the moon's transits. If you're a cancer rising listening to this and the moon rules your chart, be, pay very close attention to the moon's transits. In fact, I dedicated my book to an old friend who had a cancer moon because I just feel so deeply for people with cancer sun, moon, rising, heavy fourth house placements. You guys are very much affected by the new moon, full moon, crescent moon, waxing moon, and especially the signs that it passes through. So if you guys do not already have a copy of my book, I got to plug it. And also to just help you, I want to bring value and ease to the emotions in your life. It's called, It's Just a Phase, Journaling with the Moon. The first half of the book is me explaining the moon in depth and what it means and what it means going through each of the signs. And then the second half, you journal with me to the 30-day phases of the moon. And if you guys would rather work directly with me on social media rather than the book, go to my personal Instagram at Stephanie underscore underscore powers and you can subscribe to my channel, my Instagram, and every morning at 9 a.m. Central on the dot, I post a story. You'll see a purple ring around my picture. I post a story sharing with you, hey, good morning. The moon is in Leo. Empowered, it means you can be creative and have fun and have a really good day. Disempowered, you can put your nose where it doesn't belong and there's a chance for fights. You get to decide. Have at it. So you can find my book on Amazon or our website and you can follow me personally to go through a 30-day phase of the moon on my personal Instagram at Stephanie underscore underscore powers. So when I was studying astrology, I got curious about 
you know, I want real life practical examples to really drive home what I take in when it comes to astrology. And so out of curiosity, I've researched things like what chart placements do most billionaires in the world have? Uh, Serial killers. We looked at them before. What is the most common placement with serial killers? And it's Gemini Scorpio with a dash of Sagittarius in there, which I didn't think Sagittarius would be in there, but Sag is ruled by Jupiter, the biggest planet. So wherever it is in your chart, it kind of blows it up and makes things big. So let's say you've got cancer in your chart, which was a frequent one too. And you've got Sagittarius moon rising somewhere next to the cancer. It can really, really make the emotions even more heightened. Even though Sagittarius has that free spirit, happy-go-lucky demeanor to them, don't underestimate the bigness. <laughs> but the most billionaires in the world, the common sign that they have in their charts is, you guessed it, it's cancer. I didn't expect that at all. And JL and I, whenever we're out, we like to play guess that person's sign. And after doing this for years and taking just mental note of it, whenever I see someone who's got a really ripped fit body, I mean like a bodybuilder, man or woman, doesn't matter. Or if they have a sleeve or an entire leg covered in tattoos, there's a 80 to 90% chance they have cancer in their chart. Again, another thing I did not expect, right? When you think of billionaires and people who are financially wealthy and successful, who do you think of? Capricorn, maybe Aries, Virgo perhaps, but no, it was cancer by a long shot. And when I dove into this and studied it and asked other cancers about why do you think this is, it's because when a cancer is on their higher octave of being able to be in control of their emotions, nothing gets hysterical, everything gets controlled, or they steer their emotions towards bringing value to people's lives. They steer their emotions towards being productive rather than eroding relationships and things in their lives. They're unstoppable, right? Think of the self-discipline it takes to be a podcaster, to go to your regular job that you love to be a writer. Oh, so many people want to write books, but you know why they don't? Because it's so difficult to start. You've got to truly love what you do. And love is the whole spectrum of emotions. It's anger, it's hate, it's frustration, it's joy, it's sex, it's pain. It's all of it. It's all of it. And so cancers, like I was saying earlier, They have this endless reserve, this well of emotions that when tapped into, smokes the competition. So when there is a businessman or woman who is absolutely deeply feeling their purpose and they can really visualize, because cancer is a water sign, so they're extremely good at visualization. When they can visualize how what they're doing is going to help people, because this is what they love. They love to help people, especially children and animals. Just get out of their way. Nobody can stop them. Nobody can. (sighs) And why they have full sleeves and legs of tattoos and why they're bodybuilders is simply because it takes a lot of, again, mental feeling and grit. And a lot of cancers who are bodybuilders are big into bodybuilding competitions They pour all of their emotions into the gym, into fitness. You guys know when you feel anxious or irritated, go for a walk, go for a bike ride. 
Well, that usually soothes things over, but cancers feel so deeply that the bike ride turns into an Iron Man. The Iron Man turns into 10 Iron Mans. The, <laughs> in fact, you guys have heard us talk about him, but James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy, uh, he is a cancer moon. So there you go. He's a guy who did 101 Ironmans in 101 days, an Ironman a day. I can't comprehend it. I don't have a single cancer placement in my chart, but I admire it, and I think it's badass. And I also think it makes so much sense that he is an Aries sun, Cancer Moon. If that is not the placement of an Ironman athlete, I don't know what is. And why they have tattoos is because you have to really be emotionally connected to something or someone to get it permanently etched on your body, right? Those listening to this who don't have any tattoos or no interest in getting them, you probably say, well, I, I love so many different things and people and I change with the wind, especially my mutable signs, Gemini, Sag, Pisces, Virgo. These are the guys that are like, yeah, I, I just, I loved that one day. I don't the next. Don't want to get anything etched on my body. Ooh, cancer's got that loyal energy. They're extremely receptive. They're truly the empaths of the Zodiac. Cancers can immediately sense the vibe. This makes them extremely sensitive. You know how sometimes when you're in a bad mood and you know it's just a passing feeling, you're not getting hysterical about it, and you don't really want to talk about it, you just want to process it, just feel your feels, get it over with. Cancer in your life, they'll feel it. And they won't stop asking what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong until you tell them. Sometimes they can take it very offensively when you don't want to tell them what's wrong, when you don't let them help you. Um, When I polled you guys on Cosmic Coconuts Instagram saying, what is your parent's sign and how did it go? A lot of people who had cancer parents said it was awful, said it was really difficult. And this is because... Perhaps those Cancerian parents didn't know how to not be hysterical, how to really hone in on their emotions and not let them take over the relationships and their whole personality. You know, cancer being a water sign, I always use the analogy of, hey, when you feel those feels, you get underwater. The water starts to come up. And when we're underwater, we can't hear properly everything is muffled and when we open our eyes everything is what kind of blurry fuzzy definitely don't have 2020 underwater well for cancers i always tell them oh brother sister like check into your nervous system how are our palms are they sweaty how are our cheeks are they flushed is your mouth dry are you shaking a little bit go for a walk get it, go to the gym, go get a tattoo, go do something to get rid of those feels because they can get to be a lot. You know, cancer's water can turn cold and freeze. I've had a few clients tell me, you know, my husband or my girlfriend is a cancer son and they are the least emotional person I've ever met. So how do you explain that? And I say, easy. They've been hurt a lot, a lot more than the average person. In fact, they've been hurt so much that their beautiful water flow is no longer the warm bathtub that cancers are known to be when they are on their empowered side. No, they are ice cold. When you meet someone who's got heavy cancer in their chart and they don't cry often, they don't show emotion, they're not good with physical affection, go give them a hug. Picture them as an ice cube. There is no water 
There is no flow. There is no warm cup of tea. There is no bubble bath. All of the good things that water signs, especially cancer, are known to be, right? Sometimes when cancers go cold, they're very shut off, very introspective, not social, don't want to be around family. And this is, of course, both biological or by choice. This makes it impossible for cancers to see the love and generosity in others that more than any other sign they desperately seek. And so it's like a never ending loop of, you know, one of the most disempowered things of cancer disempowered traits of this sign is playing the victim. Ooh, did I just trigger you, cancers? <laughs> if you're hysterical, it's historical. But it is. It's playing the victim. It is not taking ownership for their emotions. We cannot control who is a fucking dick to us. We cannot control who betrays us, who abandons us, who lies to us, who cheats on us. These things suck. And unfortunately, as part of the human experience, they are going to be things that happen. Oh, there's nothing more. I don't even have cancer in my chart and I can't stand looking at children and knowing one day they're going to get lied to. One day they're going to get their heart broken. One day someone's going to bully them because it's just life, right? And so a beautiful way to control our emotions and bring in the love and generosity that we all seek and want, but more than most cancer is to take responsibility for our emotions. And most importantly, it is to take responsibility for our current reality. Cancers love to blame everyone around them for where they're at in their career, for the state, the state of their relationship. Um, it always takes two to tango in every situation. So cancer's big lesson is to acknowledge the big anger that they have within because a lot of times cancers do. They boil their water, right? And they can boil. And their sign is the crab, which we're going to get into next. And so they are used to pinching people instead of just going within the shell and processing, self-soothing. Um, cancer's lesson is to let go of telling themselves that their current life situation is everyone's fault but their own. When they can do this, they become successful billionaires. They enjoy more harmony at home than most other signs do. And speaking of that, Cancer's sister sign is Capricorn. And this is the easiest sister sign duo to explain. Cancer is home, Capricorn is work. Cancer is close, intimate, personal relationships, especially with family. Capricorn is, I want the public's relationships. I want public recognition. Cancer is your inside world. Capricorn is the external outside world. Cancer is the feminine sign. Capricorn is the most masculine sign. Cancer symbol, it looks like a sideways 69, right? Poor cancers. They're always like, come on, when you Google cancer, you get WebMD. Or if you Google cancer, we have the 69 symbol. What the heck? But it's actually a pretty cool one. 
It's crab claws to represent the hard exterior that you cancers try to project on the world, but the soft flesh inside of the hard shell that is the biggest teddy bear of the zodiac. The other interpretation for this glyph is it's two circles of the sun connected to two crescent moons, representing using sheer will and power, the sun, to bring about change within, within their emotions, the moon. Again, as I was saying with the billionaire example, nobody can be as successful as a cancer when they are appropriately using their emotions and taking responsibility for their big feelings. Get out of their way. They become bank of cancer. They're the investor for all of us. You know who one of the most famous cancerian man is? Elon Musk. No matter what your opinion is of him, he's doing something incredible and he is a successful businessman, okay? I'm not here to debate it. That's it, it is what it is. It's just facts, okay? The part of the body that cancer rules is the breasts and the stomach. The breasts, because it is the sign of the mother, the feminine. Capricorn is father, masculine, so he rules bones and structure. Cancer rules the breasts. Where do babies and children receive their first dose of life from? A woman's breasts. And also the stomach. And so for a lot of people with cancer in their chart, and my male clients with cancer in their chart. It is all about the stomach. Cancer, sun, moon, rising placements. I am looking at you. It's time to get rid of the bloat. It's time to get rid of the IBS. Um, the Crohn's. What else have I seen? SIBO. All of these gut issues. And you guys know I am very big on emotional connections to physical diseases. Cancer, you are very prone to stomach issues. And collectively speaking, even if you're like me and you don't have cancer in your chart, during cancer season, it rules the feels. We are dropping from the head, Gemini, down into the heart, cancer. And so if you have cancer in your chart, pay attention to your gut feelings. Be very kind to your gut. Go on special diets that are good for the gut. Take supplements that may heal the gut lining. But also pay attention to those gut feelings. I think in human design, what do they call it? Sacral? Is that right? HD pros listening? Your gut is your powerhouse. And so many people write in with the question, how do I know if it's anxiety or intuition? And I bet most of them have cancer in their chart. If you're hysterical, it's historical. Just remember that quote. Intuition is a whisper, yes, in the gut, a gentle whisper. Anxiety is a roar and a scream in the head, and you think about it, and you think about it, and you think about it. Intuition and gut feeling is a very gentle one-liner answer, yes or no. So, my cancers, watch out for stomach issues. You know what else is interesting about this sign is that even more than their neighbor Gemini, cancer is a series of contradictions. Cancer is a super sensitive personality, but this person will have no problem telling you why they're upset, why they're feeling sensitive and emotional. Cancers love their home and security, but will never pass up an adventure because this makes new memories with ones they love. And cancer, while it rules the home, while it rules mother, emotions, it rules the past. 
It rules the past. So a lot of people with cancer in their chart love holding on to old photos, love kind of being on the borderline of a hoarder because they want to keep things because to them there's a feeling and an emotion attached to everything. Extremely sentimental sign. This can be beautiful because who doesn't love to look at old photos and reminisce on happy times? But cancer's emotions can often stem from not letting go of the past being hurt by someone from the past and just being unwilling to let go, especially if they don't feel love and generosity and more reassurance of the security of someone's love never going away. Yeah. You know, going back to the serial killer analogy, cancer actually is one of the top five signs in it. And it makes perfect sense because that water, that underwater analogy When cancers feel things deeply, they love so hard. Sometimes they can do things they instantly regret. They are that classic person you see on a true crime documentary that's like, I love you so much, but I'm strangling you because I'm so mad that you cheated on me. And then immediately they're like, wait, I didn't mean to. I love you. Like, it sounds so gory. You know what I mean? But this is that cancer sign. This is why I keep reminding you, if you have cancer in your chart, control those emotions. As a collective, we see so many people who are so out of control of their emotions that they can't even stop to not leave a hateful comment on social media. Baffles me how people can see something they don't like and go, you know what? Give me this. And just start tapping away with their thumbs typing out this long ass, mean ass, inappropriate, no solution based comment. And then they hit send. And then sometimes they keep going and respond to the people that start getting triggered and fired up by them. And I'm just like, you know how much time went by that gave you a minute to take a deep breath and process and not do that? But you can't even do that. So collectively, we're being encouraged to not feel our emotions, to not share how we really feel because we run the risk of getting canceled. We run the risk of being called a bigot, of being called racist, sexist, homophobic. Gosh, what else have I heard? Annoying, hurt, wounded. There's just so many things going around. Go read the comments or the reviews and some of the podcasts. But why can't we control our emotions? Why can't we go about them in a very adult, controlled way? You know, there's a time to share your emotions in a very safe, gentle way. My favorite account on Instagram in person, because she's been on the show before, go back to 2019 if you'd like to listen to my episode with her, is Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist. I have learned so much from people on the internet, but she has just been a plethora. I, I just get her. her. Her information and teachings just click, and I actually take them from the screen to my personal life and practice them and use them, and it's been a game changer. So for everyone listening to this, whether you have cancer in your chart or not, highly suggest checking her out to learn how to be able to hold space for your really big emotions that are inevitable with being a human but use them in a productive way and also to learn how to self-soothe. So cancer season for us all. Here are some key takeaways that whether you have it in your chart or not, this is a really fruitful time until July 21st when we move into Leo season and then it's all about, okay, we tended to our head in Gemini, we tended to our heart in cancer, now it's time to just have a little fun. Here are some things, some journal prompts, or some things to just think about to really take advantage of cancer season. 
What area of your life feels really sensitive right now? Like it's underwater. What area of life do you feel like the seaweed of emotions are just clouding your vision and you want to be adult and mature about it and organized and controlled and process it, but you just feel like it is the ocean tides taking you away in a riptide? What area of life is that for you? Dissect it. Is it the person that it involves? Or is it how you react to them? Is it the job? Or is it actually just the company or the coworkers? Cancer becomes free when they take responsibility for their emotional experience. And this can boil down to simply removing yourself from people that those crab claws have just attached to. So ask yourself in this season, what and who genuinely brings me joy? What or who am I giving my nurturing energy to out of desperation to have connection or obligation? Because, well, when you look at friends and family, partners, clients, customers, when you look at these people, a lot of us have conceptualized and intellectualized connections. And I think social media has played a part in this. Our fast-paced culture, especially here in the U.S., everything is so monotonous and busy and structured and ordered. There is no flow, really, because we have so many things that are expensive that we have to pay for. Basic necessities like health insurance or the rising cost of living. Like There's so many homeless people in our country. I could go on and on and on. But Who in your life are you giving that Cancerian energy that's in us all, that nurturing, yes, I will listen to you and be a safe space for you like a good mom does? Who are you giving that to that doesn't give it to you in return? Does your gut tell you that it's safe to have a conversation with them to mend the relationship and make it a bit more fair? Or does your gut tell you that by sharing how you feel, it could be a negative reaction and at the end of the day, Are you looking at this person or situation more as a number or something to check off your daily to-do list that you put on the fridge, not with Alexa? (laughs) Or is it someone you genuinely care about or feel like genuinely cares about you? And the final one, cancer's mood swings can often erode relationships. So during the season, just know the sun is passing through the constellation of cancer, shining a bit of that vitality and that energy of being emotionally reactive on all of us. So what's one practice for the next 30 days that you can adopt to help learn how to self-soothe your feelings so that you don't bring others down with you? If you're feeling a type of way before you go to a family dinner and you know that there's other cancers in your family, maybe there's Pisces and Scorpios, maybe there's loud ass Sagittarians and Leos who just want to keep it a constant party and you're like, okay, I don't want to bring the vibe down. What can you do? Can you show up to the party and say, hey, I am just not feeling good today. Can somebody tell me a funny joke? Can we listen to upbeat music? Or can you simply say, I'm going to excuse myself tonight. Um, Honestly, my emotions are just really deep and I'd like to just stay in, take a warm bath, get takeout and watch a movie while I can self-soothe. What is something that you can do so you don't erode your relationships or bring others down? This is, again, a human experience that we will all work on consistently mastering because life is not ever perfect or how it goes. 
um, a lot of the things we learn with all of these self-improvement and self-development modalities like astrology, spirituality, physical fitness, they're great and they work temporarily. All of them. I know this. You know this. And then life happens. And sometimes it feels like, using the cancer water analogy, it's wave after fucking wave after wave after another fucking wave. And you just feel like the ocean just keeps throwing me out and spitting me back and swallowing me again and spitting me back and you can't breathe and you forget about what cancer season means or you forget how to check in with your nervous system and that's okay. As long as it's simply in your mind of, okay, this conversation or this moment I'm currently in is extremely heightened. I want to say things that I know I'm going to regret and that I don't truly mean, but fuck, do I want to say them? In that moment, can you look that person in the eye or that situation of people, whatever it may be, and say, I'm going for a walk. I'm going to go for a bike ride. Instead of hanging out with that person, I'm actually going to let them go out of my life because they don't make my emotions feel good, my gut feelings. Can you do that this season? Because every time you do, you get better and better. It becomes easier and easier. There you have it. If you guys would like to see where cancer is in your chart, if you want to see what this season may hold in store for you, how you can use it to your advantage and what to watch out for, this is what I'm here for. Book a private reading with me at lightworkers-lounge.com. I love you guys. Thank you for hanging out in the lounge with me, and I will see you next episode. Bye.